Welcome to episode 62 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing what to do when you have difficulty recovering from workouts, which supplements we use and recommend, and how to train around a herniated disc. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Episode 62. We had... We were apart for the weekend. It it's, was, it's been so long. Oh, it's been three. It was three days <laughs> until we were reunited. It was so difficult. Um, and also, it was Jason's birthday. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot going on this weekend. Um, I was in Montreal. I was uh, there for um, one of my college buddies' uh, bachelor parties, and it just so happened to line up with my birthday. Thirty-one now. If you guys were wondering, um, now we're finally the same age again. The big three-one. <laughs> um, I like to just rag on Lauren for the six months out of the year that she's older than me. <laughs> Whereas before, I guess, I guess it was it was an advantage before because you were twenty-one in college. Yeah. And, yeah, you did all the cool stuff like rent a car first, like <laughs> for all the times we rented cars. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think there is now an advantage of being older, except for being wiser. Mm, I'm six months more wiser. Experience. Yep. Um, so yeah, needless to say, I'm a little bit tired. Lauren had a, a nice family trip on the Cape. Yeah, I had a relaxing trip on the Cape. I'm totally energized and ready to go, but we're, uh, we're going to get through. We got through. it. Um, sorry for not having a second episode last week. We only did one because of the, the holiday. I know you guys were waiting with bated breath for the next episode, so... But hopefully you're out barbecuing and enjoying the 4th of July if you celebrate that. If you're in America, if you're overseas, then you probably were wondering why we weren't. Yeah, lazy Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the questions. So the first one came from Julie Lyons, and she asked, My question is, I'm a woman over 200 pounds with a good amount of muscle, but also a good amount of fat, too. I can, o- I can only work out doing CrossFit three days a week. My goal is to push for four days a week because I'm so sore and stiff. So I think what she's saying is um, it's hard for her to go more than three days a week because she gets so s- sore and stiff. Mm-hmm. She said, I just took 10 days off from the gym. I do that every eight to 12 weeks to just rest and I'm excited to get back in. My- but my question is my stiffness and soreness really gets in the way. Is there anything I can be doing to help my body recover easier? It does take me a while to warm up. So I just come to the gym early. Uh, 30 to 40 minutes early to just do mobility. Running seems hard because I'm so stiff, so I'll row or bike. I see people work out five days a week. Is there something I can do or be doing to help my body out while working out? Um, yeah, this is a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, CrossFit, CrossFit's one of those things that um, initially when we heard about it, we were like, you know, this doesn't seem like it's the greatest uh, methodology or philosophy. Right. Um, but once we started getting more and more knowledgeable about the subject and just kind of just just seeing it happen, like it just it just blew up. Right. There's the CrossFit games, which we love watching. We love all those CrossFit documentaries. And now there's a lot more information about it um, with all these smart CrossFit coaches um, kind of um, kind of just like just just changing things up, basically, in the fitness industry. And um now it's like, oh, now we can really appreciate what these athletes are capable of and what they can do. And it's like, really, they push the human body to the absolute limits, right? Like, we watched a couple documentaries on, like, Matt Frazier and Rich Froning. And they're like, wait, they're working out two to three times a day for two, three, four hours at a time? Like, it's <laughs> insane. And they're just doing, like, in- insanely amazing things. And so now we're looking at it from a lens of, okay, what can we learn from these people that are just doing it? Um, and just amazing things. And not only that, also making fitness become a lot more mainstream. It's just fitness has just become so much more popular, I believe, because of CrossFit. 
Um, and it's it's definitely done the fitness industry uh, many more positives than negatives. Yeah, and they also put a high, heavy focus on community and yeah. on having like a strong support system behind you. And so there's so many things about CrossFit that we think actually have brought so many good things to the table when it comes to fitness. Um, one thing that we still kind of or end up having a difficult time with is what Jason kind of talked about initially was the programming side of things mm-hmm. and, and some of the, um, and this is different from every CrossFit gym. So yeah. I don't know if this is exactly what she's going through. Um, but most of the CrossFits that we know of, they do a workout of the day, which is called a wad. You've probably heard of it at this point. And it's everybody who goes in that day does the same workout of the day. And yes, they might modify to different ability levels. Hopefully they do. Um, but it's the same idea that you come in and you do whatever the workout of the day is that's posted. And that workout of the day just changes every day. And it's always kind of random. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is when, when your workouts are different every single time you go in, your body has a really hard time adapting to the stimulus. And so you're going to be sore every single time you work out. And a lot of people take that as a sign of like accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I used to. I used to be like, if I'm not sore, I didn't work hard enough <laughs> or it wasn't a hard enough workout. Um, but the reality is if you're sore every single time you work out, like, like this woman is saying, like she has a hard time recovering and she actually is having a hard time going to the gym more often because she's so sore mm-hmm. and so stiff. So it's actually making it hard for her to be as active as she wants to be because she's always feeling sore after her workouts. Um, and that's a big reason why we're so focused with our programming on actually spending about a month. Usually we do four to six weeks on the same program that people actually repeat for the month. So a program, if you're somebody who wants to work out three days a week, we'll write you a three day a week program. You might do the A day on Monday, the B day on Wednesday and the C day on Friday. And then when you come in next Monday, you repeat a day again, but this time maybe you're able to add five pounds to your bench press or 10 pounds to your deadlift lift, but you do the same workout, the same movements, the same routine. Then the, that Wednesday you do your B day again. And that Friday you do your C day again. Then you come back again, do a day, B day, C day. And you do that for four weeks. And by after the first week, you're probably going to be sore because it's a new routine. It's new stimulus. Everything feels a little bit different. You're going to be a little sore, but then week two, you're actually going to feel really good. You're going to leave the workout feeling like you worked hard, but your body won't respond in with such soreness and such stiffness that you don't feel like you can come back the next day. Um, and then once you're doing that for a while, you might actually even be able to bump that up to four days a week or even five days a week. Um, but it does have to be smart programming at that point so that you're not overtraining the same muscle groups with every workout. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, let's say that they, the, the CrossFit at this particular location, um, is doing the programming, uh, at a lot more strategic level Then, if that's the case, what I would probably recommend is if you've been doing three times a week, pretty consistently, you could just shoot to four times a week and just take whatever exercise prescriptions that they've listed out and just like cut them in half or do it at half the speed, just half the effort level and just get your body used to um, continuously working out at that sort of rate. Um, I think the other thing that becomes really difficult, uh, and this is much easier said than done because it's such a competitive environment at a lot of these places where every single workout is just like an absolute competition who can get the most leaderboards and like no matter how rational you are like right now or outside of the moment like once you get in there and you're a competitive person you're like no I need to do better I need to do my best and try to beat the other person and just like (laughs) 
at a certain point, form gets out of the window and just like just normal, um, it's just not a normal training environment to be under. So if you can just kind of get in there, game plan, tell your coach like, hey, I'm just going to try to take it a little bit easier for these next few weeks because I want to try coming in four times a week. And if I go 110% every single time, then I know I'm I'm just not setting up uh, my body up to succeed. So um, I think that that could be a strategy if um, the CrossFit that you're at is doing some strategic strategic programming. Um, And the other like two like many things that I would talk about is maybe doing some daily mobility work. Maybe it's foam rolling. Maybe it's having like a five to 10 minute mobility session um, daily as opposed to coming in 30 to 40 minutes earlier to do mobility. Like I think that could be a sign that just small daily doses would be a better um, um, would lead to a better output basically than three larger ones. Yeah, definitely. Just to keep it more consistent. And then the last piece um, is just from a nutritional standpoint. If you're going to be working out um, hard just like this, like you might need to be a little bit more concerned about your hydration levels. You're um, making sure that you're you're not eating too many foods that are very um, inflammatory. Um, all these things play a role into just how your body is feeling, and and just making sure that you uh, are setting yourself up to be as in an optimal position as possible from a sleep, nutrition, like all those extraneous variables that really play a big role um, once you add them all up. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So hopefully that does help if you're um, if you are finding that the programming is more of that like wad style uh, different workout every day. Like Jason said, just tone it back a little bit. Try to even though it's very hard and I get this because I'm a crazy, (laughs) crazy competitive person. um, Try to scale it back to meet yourself where you're at and, and to remember, remind yourself in the moment that this the reason that you're scaling back is so that you can keep going and so that you can actually ultimately do more. Um, and so doing less in one workout doesn't mean you're doing less overall. If it does mean that you can come in one or two more days a week. Yeah. So. Consistency is always going to be intensity because consistency is just going to add your total amount of workouts, total amount of volume, total amount of sessions, uh, that your body's exposed to actual workout stimulus. Like the more you can be consistent than just beating yourself up, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Question number two comes from Jeff Matt 18. And he said it was really nice. He said, hey, guys, firstly, I just want to say Lauren looks absolutely glowing with pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Thank you for saying that. Um, Just buttering me up so that I'm nice for this question. (laughs) Uh, But he said, my question for you guys is on recovery supplements. When you are on a strength based training program, what do you take or recommend your clients to take? And have you guys ever heard of Astex? Well, obviously I haven't because I can't even pronounce it. (laughs) Astexantin? before have you heard of it uh, i've not no okay so sorry that we can't answer that one because we haven't heard of that but um we can talk about what we do take and what we do recommend so currently for me i take a uh, prenatal multivitamin but it used to just be a regular multivitamin um i take a fish oil every day and i take bcaas when i am uh training during my training sessions it's actually not quite BCAAs. It's not um, just branched-chain amino acids. It's an amino complex from Thorn. Um, and so it's a little bit different because they added, you, you know, the difference they're, right? they're, they're It's an EAA instead of a BCAA. And I think BCAA has like a certain amount of, essential, uh, of uh, amino acids, but I think EAAs have all of them. All of the essential yeah. amino acids. Yeah. Um, so we take that, I take that during my workout mm-hmm. and those are the, oh, and of course, uh, whey protein af- after my workout. So I have that in a shake after workout, um, or I may have it even just as a snack if I feel like I haven't had enough protein that day. Um, 
So those would be the four that I take. Multivitamin, fish oil, amino acids, and whey protein. Yeah, I think I do the exact same thing, but I also add in um, creatine yeah. um, just for just for strength purposes and just for recovery purposes. Um, but those are the f- pretty much the only five that we recommend pretty much across the board for anyone really working with us. Um, and maybe a vitamin D supplement um, if yeah. you're in a um, just like a generally colder climate like Boston. Um, but yeah, I think those are probably the only ones that we recommend. Supplements can be really tricky because it's so easy to be like, oh, if I take this supplement, I can achieve the X result that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. right? And you always hear about, oh, if I if I take um, you know X, Y, and Z, it's going to automatically help me with whatever X, Y, and Z outcome, and so I should take that. But there's just so much that goes into whatever outcome you're looking for, whether it's losing weight or gaining muscle or performing better at a higher, uh, like, you know, higher output. And just one supplement added into the equation usually isn't enough. Like you also want to look at how your program is, how your sleep levels are, like I was talking about before, your hydration levels, like all these things play such a huge factor that expecting one basically magic pill to overhaul everything is, um, is, is, is a lot to um, ask for, but I think that's where fitness marketing can be really um, troublesome at times, yeah. right? And we, neither of us take the supplements that we take because we find them life-changing, mm-hmm. um, because we don't. I don't think no. that when we took started taking multivitamin, we were like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. <laughs> I have all this energy now. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I honestly don't feel a huge difference taking them. I do feel a little bit of a difference when I'm off them because I do feel a little bit, especially with the combination of fish oil and multivitamin, just like a little bit more sluggish, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit more tired when I'm not consistent with them. So I do notice a slight difference in how I feel overall when I'm not taking them, but I'm not, I I wouldn't expect people to start taking a multivitamin and all of a sudden feel this like drastic change Totally, or a fish oil and all of a sudden feel this drastic change. It's just little things that, that contribute to the overall bigger picture Mm. that help. Um, but it's like getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep. Like you're not going to feel drastically different, but you'll feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, it's, I think that people think of supplements as these, like Jason was saying, these magic pills that are going to change your life. And then when they don't, people get frustrated, like, oh, this is a scam. (laughs) Like you shouldn't take anything. Um, and we, we kind of fall in this in between where if there, there's enough of a benefit that it's worth taking and it's worth the cost. Um, but not so much that it's going to be life changing and that you like, you know, have to take a million different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked how you just put that actually, I think this is like the first time we ever kind of discussed it in this way. It's just like just tiny little pieces that are just simple things that we can do to continuously add to this bucket of health and fitness. Right. And the more we can add in there, the, the better outcome is going to happen. We just don't want to be in the mindset of I'm going to take this to solve for this because it's just not, it's just not that cut and dry. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. So those, those would be our recommendations and maybe we'll look up Astatexin or Astaxantin. I yeah. really can't pronounce it. Um, we'll look that up and we'll let you know if we find anything out about it. Um, but for now, maybe you can let us know. Maybe Jeff, wait, your name is Jeff Matt. So I'm not sure if your name is Jeff or Matt or if it's both. <laughs> it might um, be Jeffrey Matthews. <laughs> it might be. But maybe you can let us know what it is and we can look into it a little bit further. Um, okay. So the final question, this one comes from 
Gerskrin, uh, and he said, Hi, greetings from Turkey. I appreciate if you would answer my question. My girlfriend has a herniated disc. She wants to train with me, but she's suffering from low back pain when she does dumbbell rows or laying down on a hard bench for bench press. What would you recommend? What should we do? Okay, so she's experiencing back pain. Oh, she actually has a herniated she disc. She has a herniated disc. Okay. That's what it says, yeah. Um, basically, basically, it's just <laughs> using common sense, and if something is bothering her like even though you're doing it um you should modify it accordingly just so um we're not training through um any sort of um you know really bad pain basically yeah so it, it's hard because like i get wanting to work out together mm-hmm. um but also it can be working out side by side but doing something different um yeah. and that can still be considered working out together you can still be kind of training alongside each other um but if bench press is hurting her um, or three or rows are, are hurting her. There's just plenty of other things that she can do. Yeah. So if she's like, let's say you're doing a, a dumbbell row where you're leaning over the bench and that leaning over pressure happens to um, get after her back a little bit. She can just be doing an upright cable row yeah. where she, her back isn't in a very like loaded position and she's still working the same pattern or a TRX row where really she's, it's going the other way. The, the force is going the other way. Um, and her back is pretty unloaded there as well. So just finding different alternatives that work similar patterns, similar muscle groups, and you should be pretty well off. Yeah, so for the bench press, if the bench press is bothering her, she can do a push-up variation instead. Yeah. Or maybe like if she's on the bench, she can have her knees up and her feet on the bench, and that gets her back out of a little bit of an extended position, mm-hmm. which could potentially put some stress on her back. So by putting her feet up, it kind of flattens her back out a little bit, and that might be totally fine. So just finding ways that she can be successful um, in the gym that are, again, working the same patterns. Yeah, other things that um, we've done for folks who have herniated discs are... Um, Oftentimes, things like deadlifts and squats might bother that mm. um, that disc. So we might do for for training the lower body. We might do things like lunges instead, mm-hmm. um, single leg deadlifts, or um, hamstring curls with a stability ball. Um, different or even um, squats that are loaded on the front rather than the back. So like a goblet squat where you're holding a, a dumbbell or a kettlebell out in front of you. Um, and doing squats is usually a little bit easier on somebody who has a herniated disc than maybe putting the barbell on your back. Yeah. Um, so, so alternatives to lower body training would probably also be beneficial for her as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, and I think the last piece, um, we, we, we've talked about breathing and core work um, quite a bit on the podcast. So we actually put together a YouTube video. I think it's like how to train your core like a pro or something like that. Yeah. Some super cool, catchy title like that. <laughs> um, it's our most recent YouTube video. Definitely check it out. Our YouTube handle is um, Achieve Fitness Boston. And it's it's the last video that we just posted. And that goes over in detail how you should breathe, you should be breathing, how you should approach your core workouts. And that's going to give you a lot of um, just good positive insight into how you should be um, training as well. Um, And I think probably finally just looking to get some guidance from a physical therapist, um, just seeing like what she should really avoid and what she shouldn't, because these are all general recommendations that we give to most people. But, you know, if she's got a very specific case, some exercises might not be that great. Um, So it's always good to just have some outside just counsel that can actually see the person in person yeah yeah and that that person was from turkey yeah that'd be it's, it's pretty really cool guys just to see like how many different countries are being represented and like we've got members that travel quite a bit and they'll come back and be like oh i met th- this friend of a friend and they listen to your podcast and they follow you and it's like oh wow this is this is kind of cool it's really cool <laughs> um 
and they're, they're always like, oh, wow, you know, Lauren and Jason, blah, blah. And we're just like, we're just two people over here just trying to talk about fitness, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing revolutionary. <laughs> so, um, but it's always cool to just understand what the, the reach is and hopefully, um, that means that some of the stuff that we're talking about is resonating with you all. And we definitely appreciate your support and all of your, um, you know, Love. Love, yeah. <laughs> we love love. So. Cool. Awesome. Well, those are all of the answers that we have to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for submitting those. We really appreciate it. If you have any more questions for us, you can send them to us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. You can also uh, message us on Facebook. We got a message on Facebook today, which is how one of our questions came in. So yeah. that works as well. We're Achieve Fitness Boston on Facebook as well. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on the podcast app in the Apple store, that would be fantastic. We would really, really love that as well. And until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.